Now there are more overweight people in America than average weight people. So overweight people are not average, which means you've met your New Year's resolution. Hello and welcome to episode 342 of Under the Call of MS, a Wellness Wednesday episode. Just talking health and stuff like that today. Thought I had a couple more things up to look through, but apparently not. Here's a variety of blogs if you want to check them out. Websites that you can go to check out certain MS blogs like multiplesclerosis.net. A couple takes on MS. My new normals, living with multiple sclerosis. MS Connection, Girl with MS, MSAA, the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, Multiple Sclerosis News Today, Multiple Sclerosis Trust, the MS Society, the Multiple Sclerosis Society of, of Canada, Tripping Through Triacle, Dizzy the Donkey, Yvonne, Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E, DeSouza.com, D-E-S-O-U-S-A, Finding Humor in Multiple Sclerosis Life, My Odd Sock, Stumbling in Flats, MS Views and News, AccessibleRock.co.uk, it's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E-R-A-C-H dot C-O dot U-K. Live Clean, Live Healthy, Well and Strong with MS. The MS Muse. It's a huge variety of different ones you can check out. Get some more information on multiple sclerosis if you're looking for different blogs and things to research. I thought there was another thing in there, but I'm not going to look it up right now. It's going to have me sitting here talking about a whole bunch of nuttiness. Uh, let's talk about some muscle spasm treatments. Muscle spasms or cramps are fairly common and most frequently occur in the leg muscles, but any muscles, including your back, hands, feet, or toes, can spasm. It's a trip when your fingers and toes lock up and spasm. Mine will sit there and cross over the top of each other and twist and kind of pretzel up. It's interesting what your muscles can do and if i don't take my other hand and pull them apart they just sit there and keep getting tighter and tighter but then as soon as i let go they just instantly go back into that formation and start to tighten up again it's it's very interesting 
it's fun to watch my kneecap when it starts bouncing around i'll be sitting there and having a spasm behind the knee or on the side of the knee or wherever and you'll just watch the muscles and kneecap just suck in, into your skin then start vibrating away and <laughs> it's interesting but painful muscle spasms can last anywhere from a few seconds to 15 minutes if you experience chronic muscle cramping, you may want to see your doctor. I've had it last over 15 minutes, but yeah, that's about the standard. It'll be relatively quick, just seems longer than it is. A spasm may be a twitch in the muscle or may feel tight or hard like a knot. After the contraction stops, the muscle can feel sore and tender. Sometimes severe spasms can be incapacitating. And it can be to the point where I'll have a cramp so bad I cannot do anything but stand in a certain position. And if I move at all, it just instantly gets worse. And it can, those are the ones that usually last a lot longer than 15 minutes. I'll be standing to the point where I have, have fallen asleep against a wall uh, while I was standing. Because the shit, shitting thing just would not go away. Uh, there's home treatments that are recommended to relieve a muscle spasm. They work for many people, but controlled studies have shown limited proof of the effectiveness of some of these remedies. Uh, you can buy things like TheraWorks. Uh, I use that a lot. They have a spray form now and then a foaming style. I bought muscle cramping uh, creams didn't really do much of anything I got the pills that I dissolve in my mouth I'll take two to three of them as soon as the spasm starts to kick in and I might get some relief a little while later but it pretty much takes about the same amount of time as it does if I just wrote it out I would think so I don't know if that really does much of anything for it but I still take them other things you can do, stretching the area that has the muscle spasm can usually help improve or stop the spasm from occurring. Uh, some different types of stretches you can do for calf muscle, calf muscle spasms. The first stretch you can try is lie down, stretching your leg by pointing or pulling your toids, toes towards your head, your toids. <laughs> Pointing the toes towards you is called dorsiflexion. That's interesting. Hold for a few seconds or until the spasm stops. A lot of times I'm trying to hold my toes up towards my head, but I can't. And they're just pulling my foot down, especially on my foot drop left foot. And I'm trying to stick my other foot underneath my toes to pull them upward. Or I'll use my cane and I'll try and put the top of my cane under my foot and pull it up towards my head and a lot of times it's so strong, the muscle spasm, that it just pulls it down anyways. But hold it for a few seconds or until the spasm stops. You can also use a strap or belt, looped it around your foot to gently pull the top of your foot towards you. I suppose I should have just finished that off before I said what I did. But this also works for a hamstring muscle cramp spasm. Uh, 
but yeah, once it stops, as you pull it up towards your head, as soon as you let go, and most of the time it just starts right back up and just starts pulling the foot back downward or whatever. Uh, another one you can, other stretches you can try is stand and put your weight on the cramped leg, bending your knee slightly. Uh, you can try it. With that, I usually have to keep my legs straight and then try and get my foot to go flat from the toes to the heel, but it's in so much pain it won't flatten out. But eventually you'll get that little pop and then it'll relieve itself and relax flat. And then as soon as I try and move the leg, damn thing starts right up. Uh, stand on your tiptoes for a few seconds. Or you can lunge forward with the leg that isn't cramped, keeping the cramped leg straight. I do a lot of lunges when, I'll, when I'm leaning against the counter or something. and I'll go in a lunge position trying to straighten and stretch the calf muscle out or foot muscle. I go out in the garage or out, outside on the deck and just standing barefoot on a cold surface. Sometimes that'll help alleviate symptoms but issues but lately it just hasn't done it like in the old days when i had a normal style cramp i could do it but now with these spasm type cramps it just does not want to help in any way shape or form uh stretching for thigh spasms you can stand and hold onto a chair for balance bend your leg at the knee and reach your Reach your leg backward from the hip. Holding your ankle, pull your foot up behind you towards your buttocks. Sounds like a very painful position if you end up having more spasms along with it. And then you're in a pretzel cramped up position. But Interesting to try if you can actually reach behind you and grab your feet. I can't. Four different stretches for back spasms. The first and easiest way to stretch a back spasm is to walk around, which can loosen your back muscles and relieve a spasm. Walk at a slow, steady pace to loosen your back muscles. You can try the tennis ball stretch, where you lie down on the floor or on a bed with a tennis ball or another small ball under the area with the spasm for a few minutes. Try to relax and breathe normally. Move the ball to an adjoining spot and repeat. And the other day I heard if you take Irish spring and put it in the bar of soap in your bed under your sheets in the area where you have the body cramps and spasms, that can help get rid of them, which I don't know. It'll at least make your bed smell good. <laughs> You can try the foam roller stretch where you lie on the floor with a foam roller perpendicular to your spine. Move your back over the roller up to your shoulder blades and down to your belly button. Keep your arms crossed on your chest. Yet yawning attack going on. Didn't get enough sleep apparently. Exercise ball stretch where you sit on an exercise ball and lie back so that your back, shoulders, and buttocks are stretched out on the ball. With your feet flat on the floor, do this, do this near a chair or couch so that you can hold on if you lose your balance. 
then lie stretched out for a few minutes and see if that helps. And then if you want to stretch for neck spasms while sitting or standing, circle your shoulders by rolling your shoulders forward, up, and back, and down. Repeat this motion ten times. Then roll your shoulders in the opposite direction by moving your shoulders back, up, forward, and down. Repeat ten, ten circles in that direction. You can perform shoulder rolls anywhere while sitting in a car, at a desk, or if you're standing in a line somewhere waiting. Uh, stretching is great for you, and adding extra resistance bands and foam rollers may give you a faster relief from some muscle spasms. A re resistance strap for calf stretching, foam roller for back stretching, exercise balls, ball for back stretch. Massage can be a great way to relieve physical pain and muscle cramps. Gently rub the muscles that's in the spasm. For a persisting back spasm, try pinching the area around it hard and holding the pinch for a few minutes. You may need some someone else to do the pinching if you can't reach the area. It's always nice to have someone help you out when it's on your legs and stuff because if you do bend over or whatever, it might activate the spasms to make them worse. <coughs> Excuse me. Ice or heat can be extremely effective for a persistent spasm. Apply an ice pack on the muscle for 15 to 20 minutes at a time, a few times a day. Make sure to wrap the ice in a thin towel or cloth so that the ice isn't directly on the skin, especially if you're using a fresh ice pack out of the freezer. You don't want to get freezer burn patches on your skin. A heating pan on the area may also be effective for 15 to 20 minutes at a time. But follow this with the follow this with an ice pack. This is because while heat feels good for pain, it may worsen inflammation, and ice will calm down the inflammation. Also, I was told, I mean, they do have other heat options, include a warm bath, a hot shower, a hot tub, or spa, if you have access to one, which can all help relax your muscles, but can also help aggravate your multiple sclerosis. So be careful with that. But I was told, and I do believe it helps, doing 10 to 15 minutes of heating pad and then 10 to 15 minutes of ice or cold pack and then just alternate back and forth can help alleviate the pain because the muscles will work in different ways to go from heat to cold to heat to cold to heat to cold. That helps work its way out. Uh, I use that with my sciatica when it kicks in. Because she can be a bitch and not go away no matter what for months on end. But Thankfully, we haven't had to deal with that in a few years. When you have a spasm, try drinking some water. I always keep water at the bedside and stuff and drink water as much as possible. And it does help to hydrate the body if you're having spasm issues. Make sure that you stay hydrated, especially if you're exercising or if the weather is hot. Adequate amounts of water that they say women 
11 glasses, 2.7 liters, 91 ounces a day. During pregnancy, 12 glasses, 3 liters, 101 ounces a day. During lactation, 16 glasses, 3.8 liters, or 128 ounces a day. And for men, 15 and a half glasses, 3.7 liters, or 125 ounces a day. That's a lot of water, considering the average was 8 glasses back in the day. But... A lot of the water we need can be taken in from beverages, including plain water and 20% of the foods we eat. So you can also consider that. Mild exercise. Things like jogging in place, walking up and down a set of stairs, riding a stationary bike for a few minutes, using a roll machine for a few minutes, or bouncing on a trampoline are things that may help. And light exercise can help. Moderate or intense exercise. <clears throat> or, sorry about that. While light exercise can help you with your spasms and stuff. Moderate or intense exercise can affect your sleep and cause extra spasms. So you got to also watch that. So you'll want to avoid exercise right before bed. There's several things you can take by mouth that may help with your muscle spasms, such as NSAIDs, over-the-counter, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs often bring relief by reducing inflammation and pain. Pickle juice. Drinking a small amount of pickle juice reportedly relieves cramping muscles within 30 to 35 seconds. This is thought to work by restoring electrolyte balance. I have not had luck with that. I've tried it. Uh, supplements like salt tablets, vitamin B12, and magnesium supplements are used by some people to treat and prevent muscle spasms. Uh, there's limited evidence about it, and I have had no luck really with my, I take magnesium, magnesium B12, potassium, all that daily, no luck. Uh, bananas, I was told, were supposed to help with it. I haven't really seen much evidence from it, but I still eat them. Natural muscle relaxers include drinking chamomile tea or adding capsaicin to foods and improving your sleep. You can try those also, topical creams that are anti-inflammatory and pain relieving, like... Uh, Things that include products that contain lidocaine, camphor, or menthol. <clears throat> For example, products by Tiger Balm or Biofreeze. An emollient gel made from curcuma, longa, turmeric, and celery seed reportedly helps ease the pain and inflammation of muscle spasms. Uh, you can also buy topical pain-relieving creams online. Or in stores, hyperventilation. Uh, at 20 to 30 breaths per minute. May resolve cramps that were exercise related. Hyperventilation is when you breathe harder and faster than normal. 
If you have anxiety, hyperventilation may not, not be a good choice for you, as it can induce feelings of, of panic. Uh, you can see if your doctor may want to prescribe a muscle relaxant or pain medication. Baclofen is what I use. I take up to eight of those a day on bad days. And I still have the issues, so I don't know how well they work. Uh, let's see your doctor. They may want to take a medical history, ask about your symptoms, ask about your diet, medications, supplements you're taking. Perform a physical exam. It's always good to keep notes so you can remember what you want to ask your doctor about. Uh, a professional massage Side therapist or chiropractor may help. Uh, some muscle spasm causes or muscle fatigue from exercise, dehydration or electrolyte depletion, low levels of calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium. Some medications such as statins. Uh, some medical conditions such as diabetes, Parkinson's. Disease, cardiovascular de disease, cirrhosis, multiple sclerosis, uh, pregnancy, nerve damage, prior injury. Lots of things can cause them. Uh, but to help prevent them, just stay hydrated, do some light stretching before and after you exercise, eat a healthy diet. Kinesio tape or compression stockings may help prevent muscle spasms in your leg. You can always wear those at night. Uh, a small study on runners proved that. You want you may want to keep a record of when you get a muscle spasm and what activity it may be related to, so you can change that activity to help maybe help future prevent future spasms. For example, do you get a back spasm after you've been reading in bed? Do you get leg cramps if you've been sitting or standing in one place for a long time? Does wearing tight shoes or high heels lead to toe cramps? What position have you been sleeping in? And lots of these things may have answers that could help you, but muscle spasms are usually short-lived and benign. Self-treatment, particularly stretching, works for most people. If you have spasms frequently or if they're very painful, see a doctor to figure out what's triggering the spasms and what they can do to help you out. Uh, they, there was a thing published recently that saying that the Epstein-Barr virus could lead to multiple sclerosis. A Harvard study finds... Results of a 20-year study led by, all well, done in Harvard, by Harvard researchers found evidence that multiple sclerosis may be caused by an infection from the Epstein-Barr Epstein virus. MS is a disease that impacts the brain and spinal cord. It can damage the central nervous system, which can lead to unpredictable symptoms such as numbness, tingling, mood changes, memory problems, pain, fatigue, blindness or paralysis, according to the National MS Society. Epstein-Barr is a type of herpes virus, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Most people become infected with EBV at some point in their lives, many in childhood, 
CDC say. However, most of the those who are infected experience no negative symptoms from the virus. Uh, after you get it, it usually becomes latent and active in your body. In some cases, the virus may reactivate. This does not always cause symptoms, but people with a weakened immune system are more likely to develop symptoms if EBV reactivates, according to the CDC. Uh, multiple sclerosis until now has been considered an autoimmune disease of unknown etiology, meaning we don't know what the cause is. So we set up set up to do this study because we suspected that the viral infection of the Epstein-Barr virus, Juan Epstein, uh, was in fact the cause of the disease. EBV, well, the connection between EBV and MS was made several years ago, according to Ashiro, due to the similarities in epidemiology. Uh, EBV affects 95% of adults, but not all of those adults will develop MS, according to the study, of course. So otherwise, we'd have a higher number of MS people, and we might have a cure for it. Uh, yeah, it looks like other things to consider as far as finding treatment for MS from EBV are several factors that could increase the chances of MS. These include genetic predisposition, vitamin deficiency, smoking, and childhood obesity. As Shiro explained, while EBV infection is fairly common, Shiro said people should not panic and they will eventually that they will eventually develop MS. The study is just a good stepping stone to eventually cre create preventive measures against the disease. Uh, so yeah, well, let's keep an eye on that and see if there's any more information about that coming out in the future. Uh, yeah, a couple more things to talk about yet. I'm going to end this here and then we'll get back right after this with some more stuff to talk about okay let's talk about driving with multiple sclerosis many people worry about their ability to continue driving after receiving a multiple sclerosis ms diagnosis Although numerous MS symptoms can affect a person's driving ability, many people living with the condition continue to be safe drivers for years. Damn right, I trust myself more than I trust anybody else on the road. <laughs> it's important to understand how MS might affect your driving skills before you and your doctor decide if you should continue driving. Further, you should continually evaluate whether driving is safe as well as what alternatives might be available. Let's see, several different aspects of MS can impact a person's ability to drive, like brain fog. Multiple sclerosis can affect cognition, mental functioning, so people with this condition may struggle with brain fog while driving. Struggle with brain fog 24-7. As one MS members shared cognitive problems can cause significant confusion 
Sometimes I'll be drive, they'll be driving as usual, and the streets they're on every day don't look the same, and they don't remember how to get where they're going, or brain feels suddenly overwhelmed. Yeah, I get it. I've been there. I've done that. I know what you're talking about. It's like everything we do, our cog fog can just totally make us forget routines and things we've done. And the last time I went to the hospital, I totally passed the exit and ended up by the Brewer Stadium instead, which is way beyond. And I had to loop back around and come back. And I still was a road short that I had to pull over and make a phone call and see where I was. But yeah. <laughs> would help if I buy a damn cell phone one of these days that has a, a smartphone, but slowed reaction time. Multiple sclerosis can reduce your reaction time. Uh, most muscle spasticity. Muscle spasticity can also affect your driving. If your muscles become stiff or spasm as a result of MS, you may be unable to enter or exit a vehicle. You may also be more likely to inadvertently jerk the wheel or step on a wrong pedal, which could be extremely dangerous. And I'm seeing lots of things that could relate. Uh, <laughs> vision problems. MS symptoms may affect, impact your vision, making it hard to see clearly while you're driving. Blurred vision, loss of vision, or blind spots are potential hazards when you're behind the wheel. White out and stuff like that. You'll be driving all of a sudden everything just goes white. Pull over and just hope it goes away. <laughs> it's not really a safe, idyllic environment. But then I'm watching some idiot driving down the road, going across all lines, and who's either drunk or um, medicated or falling asleep, or the farmers taking up roads. You can have this huge machinery that can cause some severe accidents. You gotta watch out for, and there's lots of things you gotta pay attention to on the road. Critters running in front of you, stuff like that. Kids. And, Certain medications, some MS medications, may cause side effects such as drowsiness, poor condition, or poor coordination, or problems focusing, all of which can make driving difficult or dangerous. When starting a new medication, ask your healthcare provider whether it might affect your driving ability. Also, look at all the side effects. I always read about mine on here every time I get a new medication. Choosing to drive with multiple sclerosis. Many people living with MS still drive, helping them maintain a sense of independence. Uh, keep in mind, however, that some people with MS who continue driving experience significant, who continue driving experience significant physical impacts as a result. Uh, if you can drive safely, but feel fatigue or pain afterwards, give yourself time to rest and explore ways to deal with your pain. I found that I can't drive for more than an hour or two at a time without having a bunch of spasticity pain related issues. So I got to stop and take a break or if we go somewhere and spend a night, I'll end up spending the whole night on my feet fighting off spasticity issues and not getting no sleep. So I'm 
way worse the next day. Uh, some people with MS successfully avoid exasperating their symptoms by changing their driving hab- habits. Uh, like one person only shops locally now instead of going far away to places. Take the route of least resistance. Uh, less distance means less pain. Uh, some people do best when they're driving in the mornings rather than later in the day. I'm not a nighttime driver anymore. I don't care for it. I know it causes more issues with me. Uh, if you use a wheelchair, it may be necessary to purchase a wheelchair accessible vehicle that can accommodate. Also using like hand controls and stuff like that you might have to go with. For your brake and gas pedals or specialized seats that make getting in and out of your vehicle easier. Uh, some countries and states may, re- may require you to go undergo special testing and certification after receiving a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, which sucks. I don't know. Well, not really looking forward to do it, dealing with going back to traffic school. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, I failed my first traffic exam. I was paying too much attention to the uh, teacher or the inspector that was constantly writing on his noteboard, and I figured I screwed up. So after a certain amount of the test, I just headed back towards the thing. And he's like, what you doing? I'm like, well, I just assume I failed since you're just constantly writing things every time I do something. So I assume you're writing bad notes down. He's like, well, no, you didn't fail, but now you did. <laughs> so I had to retake it and I passed it the second time. Uh, some people with MS, okay. MS may choose to stop driving entirely either due to your MS symptoms or because they no longer feel comfortable behind the wheel. Uh, You got to definitely evaluate yourself and just take into consideration how you're having issues and make the road safer for others. Don't risk it just because you're stubborn and don't want to quit driving. Some people find that their multiple sclerosis symptoms make driving much less enjoyable, even if the driving ability is still high. One MS, oh yeah, I don't need to talk about different members, what they had to say. Uh, if you're concerned about driving with MS, talk to your health professional. Specific tests are available to help you determine whether you can still drive safely and what continuing to drive with MS might look like for you. Experts recommend you consider a few things when evaluating your driving ability, including whether you would want loved ones to ride with a driver like you, whether people seem reluctant to get into a car when you're driving, how much help you need from others to see signs or follow directions when you're driving. Uh, If any of those answers prompt, to those prompts indicate a potential problem with your driving it may be time to consider alternative means of transportation and it's definitely something to take into consideration 
I would hope that people would be smart about it. I got a phone call coming in, so I'm going to take this and I'm going to end this for today and we'll get back to you with more stuff tomorrow.